It's the Inside the Ring podcast with Maddie Smitty, Connor Green, episode one, The Rookie Lap. And uh, we are going to be just talking NHL every single week on this here podcast presented by InsideTheRink.com. And gentlemen, Smitty, first off, uh, welcome to another podcast. You are is what they would call a podcast whore. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm making the rounds. I'm, I'm, I'm on the street corners slumming for change and, and uh, beers and, you know, occasionally sex. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, like to, we like to mix it up here. We're going to do some, some Bruins. We're going to do some uh, inside the rink where we go all around the NHL. we got another one coming down the pipe in a little bit. So a lot happening over here. We're going to be keeping busy. We're going to keep the, the uh, NHL fans entertained and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. And Connor Green is with us, the do-everything guy for Inside the Rank. <laughs> Sheesh. Out of retirement, <laughs> finally, back oh. behind a microphone. Um, shoot, it's been at least six months. Feels good to be uh, to be back and clowning around behind uh, a microphone and a little less formal setting and uh, – Time for some bullshit, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the. I feel like these the squares we're in here. I like the Brady Bunch squares. I don't know if you right. guys get that same well, vibe. Hollywood squares. I feel like we should be like, <laughs> should be like looking in the Brady Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's stupid, but that's what yeah. it looks like to me. Yeah, scratching that itch. Uh, so yeah, anyway, we're gonna have uh, all sorts of segments and good stuff. And the first segment, two minute minor. We like to call it, and Frozen Frenzy is the new thing for NHL, and they are going to sort of spoof the uh, Red Zone in NFL October 24th, and they'll have a and their own version of the Red Zone kind of thing. And, Connor, what are your thoughts on that? We've talked about on the Benders, but what are your thoughts on having this type of format? Um, I guess I like it. I mean, it's better for the game to get more exposure and things like that, but I'm still one of those NHL fans who on day one of the NHL season today am already fighting with ye old blackout restrictions. (laughs) So who knows if I'm going to be able to even watch the Frozen Frenzy, but if it is, uh, I'll give my review at that point in time. I don't have a whole lot of faith at this point. Well, it's supposed to be on ESPN and ESPN two, I believe, from seven uh, starts at ES on ESPN at seven o'clock, then goes to ESPN two at at eight o'clock, and uh, and it there's all the teams are in action, so I believe there's sixteen games, is it? Uh, I think uh, so. Everybody's in action. They're going to show all the goals, all the you know power plays, all that kind of stuff. So spectacular saves. So it, it can only help the league. Listen, it can only help the league. They they need all the good publicity they can get, uh, especially in light of some of the other stuff that's happened uh, during the off season and, uh, you know, in the last couple of days here. So, uh, and we'll get into that in a little bit, but yeah. Uh, I just yeah. need a reason to be proud. And, you know, <laughs> if frozen frenzy is what takes them there, then God hey, bless. Hey, it takes you there. Believe me, it's going to take you there. Frozen frenzy, October 24th. Uh, I, I love it. You know, whatever yeah. they, they are just, horrendous marketing oh. uh, morons. So I think that this definitely helps, you know, just, just, it helps. They have to market your players. You have to show what, what's good about your sport and what's good about your sport are the friggin' goals and the friggin' fights and the friggin' power plays. How about so this? Put them all in there. How about this? They have two of the greatest, well, they have one of the greatest players in the history of the league, Sidney Crosby, and a young phenom, Connor Bernard, going against each other tonight. And what do they do? They have them sit in a dressing room with their uniforms on and talk to each other. Instead of having them, you know, instead of you seeing Crosby's goals, you know, and Bedard's dangling through, you know, everybody winning stuff for Team Canada, they don't show any of that. They show them sitting there talking to each other like two cardboard cutouts. It was ridiculous. That was bad. If you're gonna if you're gonna market the speed and the skill of these guys, show the actual plays. I don't know. Right. Call me crazy. Yeah. Sid says to him, hey, how is it going to be to play against me? Uh, I'm pretty cool. Great. I mean, it's it's Chris Farley all over again. Hey, Sid, you you remember when you were on the Penguins and you won, like, those Stanley Cups? Like, that was awesome. That was awesome. Tell me it's scripted without telling me it's not scripted. (laughs) 
They were in the uniforms too, like all their gear. Yeah, all so their gear. Foolish. I mean, it's, it's like Danny Lemieux getting getting. I mean, uh, it's, it's like shot. picture day at school. Yeah. Oh my god, it was. It was. Um, well, hey, if they were minor league, uh, minor league Canadian players, they would have to be required to wear bottom layer to dressing room or change in the washroom. You will not be allowed as a minor league hockey player to put their your base layer of clothing on under your hockey equipment inside the dressing room have to use a private stall now i mean it's just getting more and more that way you know there's no no more clocks out for the boys i guess in the showers i mean there shouldn't be in in in, in children's hockey anyways but uh you know we used to call those kids home changers where the kids who showed up with all their gear on and everybody made fun of those kids but now i guess we're gonna we're gonna build an entire culture of home changers can't wait awesome Good stuff. <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty brutal. Enjoy uh, that T-shirt in the swimming pool. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Sticks to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I will look. This is where we are now. So yeah, uh, the whole private stall thing. You know. Uh, you know yeah. I, guess, I mean, let's I face it. Fine. We're here because some people were creeps, right? Right. right. So eventually, like this had to be a thing because people can't help themselves but to be great. Right. Yeah. Well, that's why there's laws and crimes and prisons. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, not everybody does the right thing. No. Yeah. So uh, that, that's a new thing now. I, there, were, there was a funny story to that. When I was covering the Bruins briefly in the mid 90s, I was in the locker room. We're waiting for everybody to come in the locker room. Finally, and I'm right by Adam Oates's locker like i'm right there i'm first one down there i am in a great spot i'm fired up and he finally comes in with his towel on he takes his towel off he's getting his stuff together he turns around and there he is naked so i'm like fine so i have my recorder this is 1996 i have my recorder in his face and all of a sudden i feel a tap on my shoulder it's Howard Green from New England Cable News telling me to get down because they're doing video. So I have to crouch down in front of his penis right there for the whole, you know, seven minutes of firing questions at him. And there I am. So he takes a look down, like a glance down at me and kind of smirks and then starts answering the questions. And I'm like, wow, that's, I thought I was the smartest guy in the room. Did you have any questions no. for Adam Oates' penis? Adam Oates' penis. How, how did you, how did you what? How did you perform today? Yeah, that was a penis. Here's your penis. Holy shit. Here's your penis. So, uh, so yeah. the highlight of uh, Matt Perry's career is right. Adam Oates' yeah. junk. Oates is, Oates Adam Oates excited. Is, oh, Oates' uh, penis. Ten minutes Oates is excited about uh, the uh, yeah. Uh, here's some news. Uh, Matt Cook has been named head coach of the ECHL's Newfoundland Growlers. That is the uh, infamous Matt Cook, who uh, pretty much ended Mark Savard's career. Yeah, I mean, uh, what are they, is he going to teach guys headshots? What, I mean, what's, what's, what is he, what is he teaching as a, as a head coach? Uh, I mean, yeah. just, just despicable. I, I can't stand Matt yeah. Cook. I hope that team, uh, no offense to the players or anyone in Newfoundland, but I hope your team doesn't win a game ever. While he is Never. the uh, while he is the head coach, yeah. I mean, we cover some ECHL on the uh, yeah we do on the inside. Yeah, I mean, actually, the whole Matt Cook becoming right. the they actually do it pretty well. The new I, I, I'm not a big coach. I'm not a big Matt Cook guy. The Growlers, uh, I'm not even sure the Growlers. They must not have been a great team if they've just hired a new coach. But uh, Matt Cook had 398 points in 1,046 games. Um. Yeah, so so that's uh, that's a new development in the ECHL. Annual list of hashtags came out. Bruins with the worst that you could possibly have. Yeah, I, I just I don't understand why do they have NHL in the name? Like no one knows they're in the NHL. Like that's yeah. that's what we're going with. Is that really because of the UCLA Bruins? Is it is that is that what they're doing? Is that they have to specify? Bruins? Maybe, maybe. I can tell you how many times I've Googled <laughs> Bruins before, and it comes up as the UCLA Bruins. UCLA. Maybe yeah. I mean how okay. Maybe is that as a professional yeah. team? Yeah, I mean yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. But no one else uses the NHL in their hashtags. You know, last year the Jets did. They were NHL Jets last year. Were they? And they were oh, the only right. two. Yeah. 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 
what's your favorite? My favorite one is probably Fly Together uh, with That's the with the Ducks or yeah. uh, the Florida Panthers' Time to Hunt. I like that yes. one too. I like that one. Those are my favorites. Mm. Time to Hunt. How could you reuse that one? You lost Radko Gudis, your only predator. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I, I'm going to give like one of my least favorite, and that's the hashtag flames. Like that's just pretty yeah, simple that's, and basic. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty basic. Um, yeah. I like all caps. Yeah, all caps is good kinda, too. That is a good clever. one. Yeah, and it's in all caps, which is that's even clever. cleverer. Yeah, even cleverer. The go, the, the the teams who who copy each other, like the go Kings go, the go Habs go, the go Habs go. The really maybe, only, maybe. the only one that's decent is the Carolina Hurricanes. That's the only artistic, yeah, tried to do yeah. something with their hashtag and cause chaos. I like Everybody that one a lot too. Yeah, got go in it or some type of abbreviation of you know yeah. the state, etc. Hmm. I feel like the Blackhawks should have a could have a more a, a better one. Just going hashtag hashtag Blackhawks is not great. I mean, you have a name like the Hawks, you could you could do something fun there. Hashtag uh, Bedards. The yeah. LGRW always screws me up. Like I try to I try to put it in there. I flip the R and the G. And, yeah. And I, I, you know, it's just not uh, it's it, I don't know. It's not convenient for me. The let's uh, go Red Wings. There should there should let's be a little go. more creativity. Is really what the point of of all there this should is. Should be. I mean, you this have is the epitome of the NHL. Vanilla. It is. So you vanilla. have a twenty four year old intern who doesn't make you. You're paying with gift certificates to the ninety nine. Like, can you just have them be creative? Like they they can whoa, come up with something creative. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I, mean? I will have no ninety nine <laughs> slander here. No. I used to get paid with ninety nine gift certificates when I was in front of Adam Oates' penis. <laughs> We uh, in the locker room. We, yes, we love us That's some gold, some with. some gold fever wings, some ice cold beer, and Adam Oates' penis right at the ninety nine. Oh, you can oh, see all yeah, those yeah, things. Get, some get gold, in that order. Gold. Yeah, popcorn, yeah, little little uh, chips, uh, crackers, and the beer I, I cheese. I will rival anyone. I will rival anyone in this. The ninety nine has some of the coldest draft beer in all the land. Oh, it's fantastic! Like, it is. It is good. Cold draft. Top beer. shelf popcorn. Top shelf. Oh, the popcorn. I used to have those cheese crackers. Remember those bad boys with the cheese, like oh, the so port good. wine cheese? So good. So and, and, no yeah. No joke. My first job out of high school was at the ninety nine restaurant as a dishwasher and I slowly made my way up as a cook and went on. But um when I was washing dishes for the six months uh before cooking we were in charge of filling all the bins for the waitresses full of popcorn, like massive wow. amounts, trash bags full at a time. And at the end of the night, it was like, all right, well, we want to clean this thing so we can shut it down for the night. Well, make a trash bag full of popcorn. So just in case we get busy, we got popcorn. Well, mm. 11 times out of 10, we never used that bag of popcorn. <laughs> and I cannot tell you how many nights I took that bag of popcorn home, rolled up a couple of snow geese to play some oh, video yeah. games and had a trash bag full of popcorn at my disposal. Yes. It was the best oh, times of my lives. What you would call the benefit of working there. Wow. That's, that's uh, the popcorn, the ground round and the, and the 99 popcorn is always a, yeah. Quick little cheap little go to. Everybody loves it. They really do. Um, Ooh. All right. The league bans Pride Tape, along with the banning of Shell, has issued a league wide ban on Pride Tape. Players can no longer wear use the uh, rainbow tape on their sticks. That stick tape was completely optional uh, in comparison to the jerseys that were recently banned. Your thoughts on that, Connor? <sighs> Honestly, I think it's. Pretty dumb that the NHL did this. I think they should have just stayed out of it altogether. I understand it on the the side of it was a complete circus last year when certain players decided to not wear it for whatever reasons, like to each their own. If you want to wear it or you don't, I think that should be on you as the player. And I don't think that the NHL should either condone or not condone either way. You know, before they were basically making it an assumption, or at least the fans were assuming that this was required that these players were wearing it. And that's why it became 
such a circus when players didn't wear it. Now the NHL has gone the complete opposite direction and just said, nope, can't wear it. Don't care. Go to hell. Yeah, they're just trying they're trying to save their PR department from headaches of, you know, how come he's wearing it and he's not wearing it. Uh I think it's dumb too. I think people should be able to do whatever they want. If you want to put pride tape on your stick during warm-ups, do it. Um, but you know, the leagues, all of them, like the like the NHL the NFL has all their stances about different things, but you know, you know, I don't know where it stops because they have like a Mother's Day event and they have a military event and they have a father's day event. And then like, so, you know, because those are more mainstream events that everybody can get behind. It's, it's fine. But then, you know, you start getting into maybe some uh, groups that are a little bit more on the fringe. And then, you know, you get some pushback from certain places and people. And, and now, you know, it's a big deal where uh, I really don't think it should be. If, if Charlie McAvoy wants to wear a, you know, pride jersey and put on some pride tape you know more power to him but if somebody else i don't can't think of the guy who was a russian player maybe for uh mm. yeah it was Provorov. last year Provorov. yeah, yeah. Provorov. so if he yeah. didn't if he doesn't want to like it, it shouldn't really be that big of a deal it's tape on a stick for crying out loud yeah and and not for nothing there also is an openly gay player who belongs to an nhl organization that's kind of a tough look, you know, yeah, on the NHL sure. in this scenario. Yeah. Again, I think it's, I think it's, again, I think you hit it. It's, it's, it's not, it's unnecessary to take the step in my opinion. It's just, it's, if it's an optional thing to just give the, your, your players the freedom to use it or not use it or whatever, if they have to answer questions about why they don't or they do, then so forth. They can, they, they will have to That's answer life, those man. questions. Yeah. That's life. Yeah. You can't shade yourself. Once you start to try to keep yourself from adversity, adversity finds you. And this is what's going to happen with NHL. And it's, sure. you know, it's just, again, an unnecessary step, unnecessary in many levels. All right. Now we'll go to the five minute majors, the top five off season stories in the NHL. And the first is uh, Mike Babcock being a sick individual. He is. He's a sick fuck. I'll say it. Uh, diving into diving, diving into people's pri- privacy, diving into their cell phones. I mean, w- there's so much stuff on someone's phone, especially young kids these days, uh, that a coach should not have access to at all. Uh, and and the fact that he's he, you know, under the guise of I want to learn about my players. What do you want to learn about their penis size? I mean, we're talking about Adam Oates' oh, yeah. penis. What do you want to learn about their penis sizes? You want yeah, to see you, their, to you know, you want to see their girlfriend's boobs? Like, what are you doing, buddy? You can't yeah. go into someone's phone uh, and, and and look at that stuff. You know, Ooh, if you want to get to know to somebody, TV screen, my lord, yeah. If you want to, if, if you want to get to know somebody, look at the guy in the face and ask him questions, you know, talk to him man right. to man. Don't go say, hunting. don't, yeah. Don't hunt through his phone. Like a, you know, like a schoolgirl who's been wronged by somebody. Thanks to her boyfriend's yeah. cheating on her or something. I mean, for crying out right. loud, get it yeah, together. It's, and uh, it's trying to find some ammo for later on where you can get on and get on the player and say, Hey, you got so-and-so in your phone or, you know, there's some sort of method behind his madness there. And it's not for any of the right reasons. <laughs> Certainly isn't just, just an idiot. Yeah. I mean, it, but you know, it, and it's, here's a guy who you would think would be on his best behavior. Like you have to be a complete a-hole <laughs> to, to know what you've been through and what your reputation is to immediately do that type of thing. It, you have to be an arrogant a-hole. To, and a narcissist to think that that's not right, that, you know, that that's wrong. And, and it's just, it's just, to me, it's just incredible that you would do that. I, I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. But, and, and, and he was hired again, which, you know, you can say what you want about the league and Columbus and so forth of even hiring the guy and asking for trouble. And then, uh, and then this happens. It's just insane. Uh, but he will not be hired again in any way, shape or form. Uh, hey, Eric Carlson to the Pittsburgh Penguins played tonight. Looks like he had about 17 minutes through the first two periods. Uh, had an unbelievable year points-wise last year. Um, what are your thoughts, uh, Connor, on Eric Carlson to the Pens? Have you ever gone to a zoo 
and you see the tortoise exhibit and you come up to the tortoise exhibit and you're like, holy shit, these things are so old and so cool. And then you look at it and you're like, wow, okay, well, that was really uh, anticlimactic. <laughs> that is exactly how I feel about Harry Carlson coming to the right. Penguins. Right. Like, yes, he is a phenomenal player. Mm-hmm. Yes, he makes a lot of money against their salary cap. And most of the roster around him in Pittsburgh is aging as well. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. kind of, you know, wet toast. <laughs> yeah. Aging, aging to the tune of Latang, Crosby, and Malkin have been together 18 years, the longest run of any trio in professional sports history. Yeah, I, I, they're all going to get their AARP cards together with yes. with Carlson. They're going to all go together. They're going to get their senior citizen discount at Promonti's or one of those, uh, you know, Tim sandwich sandwich places. Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. Yeah, the soup uh, and the donut. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it it just I don't know. I mean, it does make them better defensively because he took the spot of a defenseman that's you know fine. So you know their mm-hmm. power play will be better. Uh, they, I guess they tried in preseason to work Latang and Carlson together on the back end, and it didn't work. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how those minutes kind of, you know, sort themselves out because both those guys play big minutes, and both of them play big minutes on the power play. Uh, and so both of them have an injury history. They do, right? So it'll be interesting to see how that all sorts itself out. But um, you know, it it does help them, I think, for this year. Uh, you know, moving forward, I think, you know, the cap situation is, is probably going to be dire for Pittsburgh at some point mm-hmm. soon. Well, they also, they, neither, neither guy at this point in their career is defensive. No. Which, uh, and their defense is probably offensive uh, in some way. <laughs> but uh, Carlson, they went through the list. Sean McDonough went through the list of 100-point getters of defensemen in the history, and it was like, you know, or, you know, 40 times and coffee 30 times. Yeah. And then it was... And then it was, you know, three other guys. I think it was Brian Leach and it was, you know, all Hall of Famers. Right. And then Eric Carlson. Yeah. And uh, just one of those years last year, just one of those fluky On an years. awful team. You know, on a terrible team, you know, where we played a ton, played in all phases, you know, just uh, tons of opportunity to to score and and, and so forth. So, um Tonight they lost four to two to the Blackhawks, losing a two nothing lead. I think that's going to happen a little bit more and more as as the season goes on. I've seen some people kind of sneak in Pittsburgh in as a as a as a wild card. I don't have them as such. I think. Did you see the irony in that loss tonight? The what? No. <laughs> in the loss tonight for the Penguins against the Blackhawks. No. That is exactly what screwed them out of the playoffs. They lost to the Blackhawks on the last right game of the season in the last game of the season and blew yeah. it and let the Panthers in. That's right, and the and rest is history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hate yeah, the Penguins hate. for that very reason. Let the Another Panthers reason in. Another reason to hate the Pens. Son of a bitch. Um, and then um, uh, five-minute major number three, the Connor Bedard watch tonight. Uh, he had at least an assist. He was zero for his first date in the faceoff dot. Yeah. He did win the third period faceoff to open the third period. Okay, so he did win one. That we he won always... two total faceoffs. He won two faceoffs. Okay, so we're gonna make sure that this Bedard watch sticks around since uh, mm-hmm. he's on yours truly's fantasy team. Okay, um, right. But right. Uh, okay. whenever you need the stats, you just let me know. And... <laughs> okay, I'll read it we'll, back. We'll, we'll let you know. We'll I'll tell you right now. He's he's gonna have a year like Carlson because his team's gonna suck. And he's gonna get a lot of ice time. Sure is. And in playing, you know, twenty-two minutes at night or whatever, he's gonna he's gonna be out there uh, getting some points. And he made Ryan Donato look good tonight. Ryan Donato scored a goal. Um, so and the Blackhawks won, and they'll play Boston tomorrow night uh, in the in in the Bruins season opener. Uh, okay, number four. Speaking of the Bruins, Patrice Bergeron retires. David Krejci retires. Are the Bruins indeed? <laughs> uh well you know before maddie potra uh mm-hmm. made the team out of camp i would have said 100 percent yes that the bruins are fucked uh mm-hmm. the fact that uh they have a young center who looks like uh and obviously it's still very very early but looks like he may be able to uh play in the league and uh you know 
he led the Bruins in scoring in the preseason, which isn't a, a great stretch uh, because they played a lot of their kind of lesser guys because there was a lot of jobs open. But, um, you know, with, with him there and Beecher maybe coming in and some cap space, you know, maybe they're not as fucked as we thought. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, I, but, but again, more and more guys – seem to be getting signed that would be future free agents in 2024. Correct. Mark Shifley's another one. Mm-hmm. So now who's going to be out there? What's the pool going to be like of people to spend your money with uh, when the time comes? Yes, it's important that Patra becomes a player, Beecher becomes a player, and so forth. But in order to really turn, get the thing back going in a Stanley Cup contending direction, uh, they're going to need to add some pieces and there seems to be less and less available. That is true, right? One hundred percent. That's the and that's that's what my concern will be as we head to the uh, as as we head to the off season. I don't think they're. I I, I still pick them second in the division. I think they're going to be pretty good, not great, but pretty good. As long as they you know if they lose Parsonak for any amount of time, they lose Marshan for any amount of time, like significant time, they're in trouble. I mean, they'll be screwed. If they lose Zaka, even, they'll be screwed because they just don't have that kind of depth. Uh, any of their centers, really. Any of them. Right, any of them. Right, any of them at all. And, um, you know, on the benders, we're going to be doing the Potsy watch. So that's something to uh, look forward to. Because <laughs> Potsy's not on my fantasy team, but we're going to watch him anyway. Uh, all right, number five, Vegas and Seattle in the Winter Classic at T-Bombo Park in Seattle. Um what are your thoughts, Con? What do you think of the outdoor games? Have they overdone it? Is it still a, is it is it is this novelty worn off for you? Um, so I've been to one Winter Classic. I went to the Bruins and the Blackhawks at um, Notre Dame, hmm. and I will be honest. Every other Winter Classic before and after that, I've been really disinterested in. The camera angles suck. The vibe kind of sucks. It's just a novelty item. But being there in person is a 1,000% different story. And if they can sell 70,000 tickets to one hockey game, the NHL is dumb to stop doing that because it is going to sell gobs of merch and jerseys throughout mm-hmm. the year. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're going to have a huge gate, and then it is massive for the sponsors in the league. The, the thing that I think is interesting this year is obviously being two, quote, non-traditional markets in the NHL with being the two expansion franchises. Um, but with the amount of money that they are bringing in, I think it's kind of silly to not involve them in some of these marquee events in the league. Mm-hmm. And you know, them being this successful and such money drivers in the league is just throwing barrels of kerosene on the expansion fire in the NHL. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's a good thing uh, for the league with Vegas and Seattle because Vegas, obviously, coming off the Stanley Cup win, Seattle goes to the playoffs uh, in their, you know, second year, first year. So... Um, you know, they've been successful kind of out of the gate. The Seattle Pacific Northwest is a rabid fan, you know, area fan base with the, you know, Seahawks and the Mariners and, and, and so forth. So, um, I, th- I think it's a good thing for the league and, and it is, uh, 100% I agree with Connor that being at, uh, the winter classic games is an entirely different vibe and so forth than seeing it on TV. I've, I've been lucky enough to go to the three that were in, um, the Boston area twice at Fenway and, and the one at Gillette. Uh, and it, it, it is an entirely different story seeing it in person, uh, than, than watching it on TV. Uh, it's just a really cool kind of atmosphere and, and the whole thing that goes along with all that. So and I think it's good. Using your ass off. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. January 1st or 2nd or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they, they've taken it off of, have they completely taken it off of New Year's day now? They did last year, didn't they? Um, yeah. No, I believe this year it is back on New okay. Year's. I think that was because the NFL was on New Year's Day, right? Yeah. I think that might have been. Yeah, they don't want to go head-to-head with the NFL. Right, which is rightfully so. Um, 
All right, our standings predictions. All right, Smitty, who do you have in the Atlantic to win the Atlantic Division? Atlantic, I have Toronto to win it. I have Boston uh, in two in the second place. I have Florida three. And the wild card, I have them as the second wild card. Your Buffalo Sabres. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Connor, who do you have in the Atlantic? I think in the Atlantic, it's going to go Toronto, Florida, Boston, and then the wild card team is going to be the Ottawa Senators. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I have uh, Toronto, Boston, Florida, and then the Ruffalo Sabres. Ruffalo's awesome. Oh, you I have them Buffalo right there. Yeah, okay, I do. I, I do. I think. I think that Tampa, you know, is is going to. I think going to fade some. I, mean, I think they'll have some injuries. They're getting older. I think Buffalo is still coming on strong, and I think that they. This might be the year where they can get in there and slide in. Slide into a spot. There. Yeah, Vasilevsky is going to be out for you know twenty thirty games too. So yeah, or whatever. Yeah, or whatever. That's it is. why I think they're you know they're just bleeding water everywhere. They can be had. They yeah, can be had. I have them fifth and and Ottawa sixth, but I I was okay. tempted to move Ottawa up a little bit too. So I'm kind yeah. of with Connor on that one. I had in the Metro. I have New Jersey, then Carolina, then the Rangers. I have uh, the exact same thing in my wild card one I have as Columbus. Woo! Columbus yeah. Blue Jackets. Going, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm mixing it up. I don't know what the same old things. I was going to say Pittsburgh, but fuck those guys because uh, they lost <laughs> and uh, that allowed Florida in last, last time, so I don't like them anymore. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So I've got New Jersey. Carolina, Rangers, Columbus is my wild card. Wow. Same as me. Okay. Two of you are are saying that uh, Mike Babcock is addition by subtraction. That's right. And that they will just uh, overcome. And here, check my notes. What happened (laughs) to the Florida Panthers after they gassed their coach and they switched it around? Right. They right. did pretty fantastic. They did pretty well. Pretty fantastic. You know, they made a huge hockey trade, number one. They did. When they won the President's Trophy and still made a huge hockey trade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Central Division. I have Minnesota, Dallas, and the Colorado Avalanche. I have Colorado, and I think they are going to win the President's Trophy. Then I have Hello. Dallas and Minnesota. Okay. okay. So I've got Dallas, Minnesota, Colorado, and then Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've got uh, Calgary in the wild card. Well, they're in the right. Pacific. They're in the Pacific. Yeah. Nice job. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Too, too soon. Too it's, soon. Yeah. Is, is Seattle in the Pacific too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jump in the you're gun. Five in the Pacific. That's totally allowable. You're fine. Okay. Okay, but how can you say that Colorado is going to win the President's Trophy and Landeskog is gone for the entire year? Yeah, I, I, I That's have. Be tough. Uh, I have the New Jersey Devils winning the President's Trophy. Yeah, I could see that. I, I'll, uh, that's a little New foreshadowing of, uh, of, uh, yeah. where we see the yeah. New Jersey Devils. I am, come, I am, I am foreshadowing. Come the uh, end of this uh, little segment. Go ahead. Yeah, conference champions in the East. New Jersey. Well, you got to do Pacific. You're jumping the gun again. Do the Pacific uh, division. No. Oh, Pacific. I'm sorry. Pacific. See, you I got him confused with the Calgary. <laughs> Pacific is, yeah, okay. Edmonton, Vegas, Kings. Ooh. Okay. I have Edmonton, Vegas, Kings, and then I have Seattle, Wildcard 1, Calgary, Wildcard 2. So I have basically I the same I have as you. the same thing. Okay. No, yeah. I have the same thing. There you go. Yeah. Connor? I have the same thing. You want to jump on this bandwagon? Kings. Or you have Kings first? Edmonton, Vegas, Seattle. Hmm. And who's your other yeah, wild card team? I had one in the Central. Oh, Winnipeg. Oh, oh Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Okay. Yeah, the Winnipeg Jets. I now tried to be Boston. fair and even. I didn't try to, you know, right. yeah. tip the scales Winnipeg. too much. And, okay. You know. Huh. Uh, conference champs I have in the East, New Jersey Devils. Who they? The who, 
Who are they playing uh, in the in the West, conference final? In the West. No. Minnesota. Huh? Oh, who's New Jersey? Final. Who's New Jersey playing um, in the conference final? They're playing Toronto. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. New Jersey, Toronto. New Jersey wins it. I have New Jersey, Boston. Ooh. In the in the conference final and New Jersey winning. Ooh. The the Andy Brick classic. Andy the, Brickley classic. The Andy Brickley classic. Uh, and New Jersey wow. is has too much speed and skill okay. for the Bruins and they will they will win. Yes, that, that I would agree with. Yeah, that I would agree with. Carolina, Toronto. Carolina, Toronto. Okay. 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 Carolina wins it. Oh God. I could see I mean I could see that. Carolina's Carolina's a very good team. So I could I could one hundred percent see that. Give me a break. Uh, all right, West. I like the Minnesota Wild to beat the Edmonton Oilers for the champion. I have Edmonton and uh, Vegas and Edmonton okay. beating uh, Vegas. Okay. Okay. And then Connor. I have the Kings. Ooh. Beating Dallas. Wow. In the conference final. You have Kings Hurricanes in the Stanley Cup. Wow. Hurricanes beat the Kings for the Cup. Wow. Wow. Cause okay. chaos. Yes. Hashtag. Chaos. You should throw, Cause throw some money down on DraftKings Sportsbook on the uh, Kings to get to win the uh, you should. West. You should. Throw some money down um, on DraftKings. Jersey, Minnesota, and I have Jersey winning the Stanley Cup. I have New Jersey, Edmonton, and New Jersey winning the Stanley Cup. And my con Smythe winner, Jack Hughes. Uh, that is that is my con Smythe winner too. <laughs> so uh, great mind yeah, like big uh, surprise there. Yeah, Pierre Luc Dubois, love it. <laughs> really. Wow! So is, is he is he on Carolina? If you're like a, a purist, like really nerdy hockey fan, yeah. and you look at the L.A. Kings and you look at their centers, and mm. you see Kopitar, you see P.L.D., mm. and then you see Dano. Like that is the ultimately like hockey fan, you know, pants wet moment right there. That's probably the three best centers in the league for like one, two, three. They're definitely better than the Bruins three centers. Yeah. You know, that's a gimme. That's that's Kopitar. And we've talked about this on the pod briefly and on the Benjamin's part. Kopitar is a vastly underrated player Mm -hmm. in his generation of players like vastly. In fact, you could say he rivals Bergeron as that type of player. And he doesn't get nearly, of course, part of it's because he's in the West Coast and yeah. all that. East he puts Coast up side, better so offensive like, numbers than Bergeron does. He does, and he won three cups. Yeah, right. So he's got a he's he's got a he's where it counts. Where it counts. Right. He's got a better resume than Bergeron does. Where he it counts, does. he does. I mean, Copa and that's such awesome. a hard argument. But yeah. really, like a lot of Kings fans are like, "Wow, like why are you making us do this? Like we don't want to do this." Right. You know. But Nobody if we did, that. it would be legit. Yeah, I mean, they they probably legit. got a statue of the wrong guy in front of the building, honestly. I mean, if you want to... Oh, they definitely do. It's not Dustin Brown. Do. No, it should it's be It's not Anze Dustin Kopitar. Brown. It should be Anze yeah. Kopitar, but yeah, he's, yeah, you know... 100%. But Dowdy should be second. Like, yeah. Dustin Brown is, like, a distant third. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean... Are we going to put, uh, that'd be like putting a Sean Thornton statue in front of the TV guy. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. If he, if he, no, you know what it would be? It would be putting a Milan Lucic statue in front. Right, it would be. It would be. It, it would be, be like putting Luch. Fan yeah. favorite guy, scored some big goals. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There he is. Yeah. Luch. Yeah. Luch. Luch. Yeah. Yeah, Luch. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Freaking we'll caveman looking. Yeah, up. we'll see. Uh, all right, season season prediction awards. Oh, I see. Uh, okay, let's start bottom to top. Rocket Richard. Rocket Richard. Uh, Smitty, who do you have for? Rocket I have Pasta as a Rocket Richard okay. winner, coming off okay. his sixty-four goals or whatever he had. Sixty-four was it? Sixty-one. Uh, Sixty-one. And yeah. uh, I my dark horse. I'm going to give a dark horse for each one. Is Jason Robertson. Dallas. Okay, that's a good call. He's an excellent player. It's a good call. 
I like that. My gimme for the the rocket will be Austin Matthews. Okay. And my dark horse will be Tage Thompson. Mm, I had I have okay. hit him in consideration as well. Okay, I I have I have Matthews as well, and um and I'll go a I'll go a dark horse of Connor Bedard. <laughs> I shouldn't say that he's on my fantasy team. Yeah, he is right. on your fantasy team. Trying to throw loser. your bone there. Come yeah. on, trying to throw your bone. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, the Calder. Go ahead, Smitty. Uh, Connor Bedard. Matty Patois. Connor Bedard uh, yeah. is going to win it because he's going to get tons of time. Plays with pretty he good is. players. Um, and, and they just, and they just <laughs> literally went down on him on ESPN all night long. Yeah, like they are going to pump his ass. Oh, sure they are. Like Maddie Berry. Like Maddie Berry holding a microphone to Adam Oates' penis. They are going to be. They're going to be down there. I'm just going to say it right now. If somebody doesn't clip that story, I'm going to be real upset. (laughs) Right. Right, that's definitely. I mean, I, I should we start? Should we start an inside the rink Twitter yeah. account for Connor Bedard's penis? Should there should be that should that be a thing? I think maybe it should be. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's gonna win it. My dark horse though is another guy who's playing on a terrible team, uh, Logan Cooley. I think he has a very good chance okay. of uh, challenging Bedard for the Calder. Okay. We don't like Fantilli. Like, I like Fantilli. Like Columbus. You I like Columbus going far. Like, I do making the playoffs. Yeah, but uh, they like, have Fantilli you know. Has to have a good year. Yeah, they he will he will have a good year. Yeah. He'll be he'll okay. be top five, but it's it'll be okay. Cooley and Bedard at the end, and uh, and they have Goudreau. They have you know um, Line A, so you know they have some talent there. Wierenski, so they have some talent there too in in Columbus. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's going to be uh, Bedard and Cooley. Okay. Uh, Selkie award winner now that Bergeron is gone. It is up for grabs. Elias Lindholm, former uh, pretty soon to be a Bruin. Huh? I'm oh, calling yeah. it. What? Elias Lindholm, Calgary. He's going to win it, and oh, and he's going to get traded to the Bruins. Uh, and my dark horse okay. is Mitch Miner. Okay. All right. Who, who do you have, Connor? Anze Kopitar. Yes, I was gonna pick Kopitar <laughs> because this is the time where he could say, "Okay, I get, a, I get a selkie now." And then I, I think he could get one. Jack Hughes would probably be my dark horse. Ooh, okay. Oh, you yeah. know, you know, That's I'm dark. going with a dark horse. This is really dark. Like this is dark. Charlie uh, Charlie Coyle. Yeah, what you take? Oh my God, take your helmet <laughs> off. You, get out, Charlie. Get Coyle. out. <laughs> It's my dark horse. Actually, Pavel Zaka maybe is a dark horse. I like it. Selkie. I like uh, it. All right. Vezina. It won't be all Mark. So who will it be? Go ahead, Connor. Uh, okay, I'll I jump in. No clue. I have no clue. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even have a pick. Uh, I'm going to say Ilya Sorokin from the Islanders wins it. He was second to uh, Allmark last year. I don't think their team will make the playoffs, but I think he'll stand on his head and uh, make them competitive at least. And my dark horse is Devin Levi from the Buffalo Sabres. How about that? Ooh, okay. That would be my Calder dark horse right there. He's the only one that has a chicken dicks chance of beating Connor Bedard. And that's because of right. the position he plays. Yeah. I think he's going to be very okay. good this year. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Hellebuck, and uh, I'm going to go a dark horse Corpusalo. Okay. All right. So I'm going to uh, take this political uh, debate style here, and since I don't want to answer the question about the Vesna, I'm going to take this in a different direction talk about something completely different for the Vesna. The reason I don't want to have an answer here is because I think it's horseshit to vote somebody in for the Vesna if they're on a god-awful team that doesn't win anything. I agree right? with you. Like You could right. take Linus Olmark last year and you can say, yes, you won the Vesna because the Bruins were the best team in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I'll take that. But if you're going to tell me, okay, you know, Hellebuck, and the Jets don't even make the playoffs. No, thank you. Right. Islanders, right. Sorokin, yeah. don't make the playoffs. Right. No, that, that right. should not be allowed. Right. Because that doesn't mean you're a great goaltender. Right. Otherwise, your team would probably be in the playoffs. I, this could, here could be a dark horse, Jeremy Swayman. Sure. 
Something happens with Allmark. Swayman has a great year. Hmm. You know, maybe. interesting. Maybe. A little homer, a little homerism coming, a little homerism coming through. Somewhere. Yeah, like, I'm getting real, I'm getting real homer. You wait for the Norris. I'm getting real homer, homer right now. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> Charlie McAvoy. Charlie McAvoy for Norris. Love it. it. <laughs> yeah, Charlie McAvoy and my dark horse is not that dark as Adam Fox. Yeah, that's not a dark. That's not a dark no. horse, really. Uh, Adam Fox real. Adam Fox realistically, McAvoy should be the dark. Actually, in that case. Yeah, so I have uh, Rasmus Dahlin with the Sabres winning it, and I have Mark McAvoy as the dark horse, even though he's not really a dark horse because he's a top five guy. You want to pick a dark yeah. horse, you know, pick Owen Power or somebody as uh, okay. Dahlin's running mate there, sure. or Jamie Drysdale or somebody out in Anaheim. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Sure. Some young defenseman. Zach Warensky. There, there's a dark horse. Thing? Zach Warensky, dark horse. Oh, that's what I was going to say. It's my dark horse. Oh, my fault, Connor. I fucked you there. Bastard. Ding. But uh, since I can't take that one, uh, Matt, that contract for Darlene, no thank you. Hard pass. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of with you on that. Especially seeing what McAvoy's contract is. You know, obviously yeah. these two are going to be um, in contention for the Naris trophy for quite some time. Yeah. Um, and to see the comparison in their contract and as the NHL cap evolves and keeps growing and growing, I believe there's, you know, almost a $2 million difference between the two contracts. And that's significant. You know, that's a, a third or a fourth line player or two fourth line players at this rate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see the NHL slowly moving over where um, I saw a tweet from, uh, Alan Walsh, I believe it was, laying out about 28 NHL players were essentially squeezed out of the system. X amount of players had to go down to AHL contracts and things like right. that. You know, all that kind of money comes into play. And I also think, in all fairness to Alan in his tweet saying that, you know, hey, we should be raising the salary cap because we're pushing out perfectly good players who you know, don't have a roster spot. One, that's competition. Like you still need to be better than the others or you don't have a place on the roster. And two, then why are you letting some of your high-end talented uh, clients go sign these massive deals and soak all the money up so there's nothing left for anyone else? That's part of the problem too. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul and don't try to, you know, pretend to be a, a chivalrous knight when your other clients are a big part of the problem. Yeah, I, I like I like the Dallin uh, deal mainly because as a Bruins fan, it makes McAvoy's deal look fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, the more the more we and the Lindholm, the Hampus Lindholm deal look even better. Like, my God, he makes five million bucks more than Lindholm for crying out loud. So that's uh, that's really good. So I. You know, I think that's kind of, I guess, the going rate, I guess, for a defenseman. Um, and Darlene is is a good player. I, you know, and I think he might do pretty well. But boy, it seems to be a lot. Seems to be a lot of money, a lot of in a lot of years. It's you know, it's eighty eight million bucks mm-hmm. for him. Um, all right, Art Ross Trophy, Smitty. Who do you have for Art Ross? Uh, Connor McDavid. Uh, and my okay. dark horse is Connor McDavid. No, it isn't. It's uh, <laughs> it's Matthew Tuchuk as the dark horse. Uh, okay. I mean, not really. He had over 100 points last mm. year, but it's right. a, anybody that's not Connor McDavid is a dark horse because he's okay. just lapping everybody. The real question should be, and like a bold prediction type of thing, is do you think there is any kind of chance that McDavid could hit 200 points in a season? Uh, hell no, no, two hundred, no, like two hundred is just no, it's just too many, especially with Dreisaitl, and it's just too many, and it's just those guys kind of off. If he was on a really bad team where he played like Connor Bedard is right now, then he then if we have more of a chance, but that's just a that's just way too many points. I think in this game, when you have four rolling lines, uh, just they want they they won't roll four though in in Edmonton. Yeah, they may not. They may not. He I, had I 153 have... points this past year. 
You do know she that, right? To play every other shift right. all season. <clears throat> yeah, you'd have to. Yeah, I don't think he can do it either. I don't think he can do it either. But I think he could hit 180, maybe. Yeah, I do. Hmm. I think he it could have like a great poll that we should roll out on the. I think he could. That is, think, a, that is a good poll. Uh, I like for Art Ross. I like Drysdale, his teammate, and I like uh, my dark horse would be Kirill Kaprizov. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah, I like that. There's I, really I, no other answers for the rest of the rest of these except for Connor McDavid. Let's be yeah, honest. Connor McDavid is, and then Hart, of course, is you like McDavid for Hart. I think Matthews might win the Hart this year. I think I think it's going to be Nathan McKinnon. That's why I think that uh, Colorado really? is gonna okay. is gonna do well uh, and okay. win the President's I Trophy. So. I think it's McKinnon. McKinnon my, and my dark yeah. horse for that is Jack Hughes. Because I think yeah. the Devils are going to go a long way. I think they're going to win the whole thing. I think he's going to be fantastic all year long. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he is my Conn Smythe pick. So I think he, you know, he's going to have a really, really good year. Whether enough that's enough to to get him the Hart Trophy, I don't think so. Because uh, right. there is, you know, McDavid is out there, obviously. Uh, uh-huh. But you know, <clears throat> I think he's, you know, if he isn't already, he's, you know, a top ten player in the league. He's he's right. he's getting there. For sure. Yeah, right. Uh, how about worst team in the league? San Jose. Okay. Without a doubt, San Jose. They yeah. literally have no one, and they're going to trade away Hurdle uh, and Couture probably during the season and just blow yeah. the whole damn thing and up. Just blow like they, the thing. Uh, like okay. they don't have, they don't have any anyone. Right. right. They'll be lucky to win I, ten games. I still, I still think Philadelphia blows. I really do, but. They'll probably be better than... They will be because uh, Torts will have them play hard. And then on the night yeah. of a back-to-back when somebody's not playing hard enough, yeah. Philadelphia will, you know, creep up they and beat them. Big injuries last year that impacted yeah. them too. They and did. They have some of the marquee players coming yeah. back. They have I some good... to do a connect me. But, they, yeah, uh, they have some good saying. young talent too. Like Brink's pretty good and, and yeah. you know... Yeah. Uh, Couturier yeah. is, is he coming back? He's he, yes. Couturier they, is yeah. one of the injured yes. players. Yeah. Yeah. Back they've got yeah. four, they've got four rookies. I think they have the most in the lineup opening night. They have four. Um, and Brink was one of them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think they kind of, but San Jose, you're right. San Jose is going to unload those two guys. And, um, any predictions on where hurdle or Couture might go? I mean, uh, I'm not. I'm not. A, not necessarily sold that they actually get moved. To be honest, huh. just because of the situation that San Jose's in, right? Like they only have one more slot to retain salary because they're retaining right. on the Brent Burns to Carolina deal, and now right. the Eric Carlson to Pittsburgh. All right, deal. right. So they only have one slot left that they need to use wisely. And right. I believe both of those contracts at least have two years left on them. Mm-hmm. Um, Hurdle being more than that because mm-hmm. he was on the <clears throat> market a year or two ago before he signed a seven-year extension. Because right. right. everybody in Bruins land was, yeah, he was know, coming yeah. hot under the collar because David Krejci wasn't playing that year. Right. So yeah, I'm I think uh, yeah, I think so. I'm still in the mind that Hurdle gets moved. I'm not sure Couture will because I, you know, he's kind of an institution there. Uh, I'm. I think Hurdle will get moved, and I th- and I don't think, but I hope uh, that it's to the Bruins still. Right. Uh, so because uh, <laughs> right. I think that's a guy that could you know fit right in in what you want to do uh, in your center mm. depth, obviously. Right. The Sharks are just really caught in the. What the fuck are you doing, Land? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so, like, we can break it down because we didn't really get too far into it. But in the Eric Carlson trade, they got a lot of NHL journeyman players who are just eh players. Like, they are good right. and they will produce points and be productive, but they are not going to be showstoppers or just awful enough yeah. to throw every game. So you traded away a player, you used salary retention, you really didn't get anything back in return, and you absorbed a lot of crappy cap space in Uh really meh players. What are you doing? 
Yeah, I don't know if they really have uh, a direction. I think they're trying to tank to blow it up, but they they don't they they haven't won any of these draft lotteries or anything like that. So they're not getting really the blue chip guys that have been there. I mean, maybe they're maybe they're you know all tank all the time from Macklin Celebrini, who's you know the consensus number one overall pick at, at BU Boston University. So um, you know maybe and Greer they're their general manager is a, is a BU guy. So, and maybe that's, um, you know, what they're, right. what they're right. trying to do. But I mean, I don't, it doesn't look from the outside. Like they really have much direction at all. No, right. And, and they don't. And I, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Okay. Connor Garland uh, reports are, he's uh, been given permission to seek a trade. Where do you think he may go? Smitty. Um, I don't know. I don't even know who has any. It seems like all the good teams right, are up has, against yeah. cap space. Like, you're going to trade right. him to, like, another team that's not any good? Like, right? I don't know. Right. Like, I could see right. him that's going true. to, like, yeah, go, he could go to, like, Chicago or something. I mean, they could use talent. Right. But yeah. are, are, is Chicago, like, honestly really trying to win right now? Or are they trying to get a few more really good pieces to go around Bedard yeah. high in the draft and build oh, it kind of like Colorado yeah. did? I, I think you got to look at it a, a different way from this perspective. So Vancouver has tried to move him already and right. they haven't gotten anywhere. So they basically turn around to Connor Garland and said, okay, well, you don't think we're trying to move you go ahead. You right. and your agent can go out there and talk to other teams. So he changed mm-hmm. agents and is now on the prowl, but if you're Connor Garland's agent and you're going to other teams, you got to look at it this way. You got to say, Hey, you know, if you're the Blackhawks, Kyle Davidson, you want to bring Connor in here and you want him to play with your other Connor on the first line with Taylor Hall because he is an offensive talent and he is going to look good. He is going to produce points and then you are going to be, to be able to flip him again at the deadline to another team who needs a cheaper asset to yeah. fill a spot in the middle six wing. And that's what you're selling. You're not selling on hey, he's going to come into that team and play for you and produce for you. Any team who has cap space right now is just basically going to hold on to him and be a broker of sorts. Right. I'm going to say Detroit Red Wings. I'm throwing it out there. I don't know why it it just popped in my head. Nashville Predators for me. Mm, That's a good call. Okay. Nashville's good. good Um, Yeah, I mean, I could see Chicago. I mean, he's certainly an upgrade over Ryan Donato. So uh, I, I could see sure. I could see sure. Chicago taking a flyer on on kind of Garland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he won't be coming to Boston. Though. No, and they've talked about him ad nauseum. They as really much have as Thomas Ertl, probably. Yeah, sure, Jake DeBrus uh, for Connor Garland, one for one. Uh, well, if that if that goes south, the DeBrus negotiations maybe I'd that's a joke. By the way, that's a terrible that, trade. Yeah, it, it is. is a, it is a bad trade for them. Uh, <clears throat> I think DeBrus will will sign. I think it'll be, I think he will seek six times like six and a half. And I think that they really would rather give him like five times six or five times five and a half. So I think that's where the rubber meets the road there with those, with the team and him. So I'm not sure if the Bruins will, will break down or he will break down or, or what happens, but I think he'll want at least six years. Or if we get to, you know, Thanksgiving in a month and a half and the Bruins are, you know, sixth in their division, it's, uh, well, thank you, uh, Looch, for signing with us this year. But uh, Ryan Reeves just got hurt and uh, they need a replacement. Mm -hmm. See you later. Mm -hmm. Jake DeBrusque, the Islanders need some more offensive talent. See Mm -hmm. you later. That's there you go. That's how you start the the rebuild. Because right. I think that this retool um, aspect here, if it goes off the rails, it's going to a rebuild of sorts. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No I doubt. It would have to. It would have to. Yeah. All right. So that'll do it. Episode one of the Rookie Lap of the Inside the Ring podcast. We appreciate everybody listening. We'll do it again very soon. Fellas, excellent work. Thank you. Until next time, boys. <laughs> Check us in the mail. <laughs> bye bye, everybody. Thanks a lot. Bye bye.